We're learning the Sicha of Pashas Yisrael, the second Sicha to Pashas Yisrael in Chelek Tezayin. And using what Project Lekot Sichas has prepared, the Lashna Kedish version of the Sicha, translation from the original Yiddish. The Pashas Senum is super, Shibir Eis Yisrael, Smeshta Ben Yeshev Lishpe, the Saamin Habeikrado Erev. The Teir in our Pasha that tells us the story how when Yisrael saw how Moshe Rabbeinu sits and judges the people from morning till night, turn the phone of Yisrael told Moshe, Why are you doing this? Why are you sitting alone? And the entire nation, everybody is standing before you the entire day from morning to night. That you will become worn out, and uh, you and the people, it's not going to work out like that. And he advised him to appoint numerous judges under him, that uh, many judges who will carry the burden. Moshe should choose ministers that will judge the thousands for every thousand Jews and then for every hundred Jews and so on. Who will judge the people at all times. And only major things will be brought before Moshe Rabbeinu. And Yisrael continued that if you'll do that, then you'll be able to Stand and you'll survive like that. And also, the people will find peace in this organized system of judges. There is a known wonder about this episode. How is it possible that Moshe Rabbeinu, who was the faithful shepherd of the Jewish people, he was the leader of Klal Yisrael. How come he himself didn't realize this? How come he didn't share this concern to begin with? He should have had this concern on his own all along. How come he didn't think of this pretty obvious and simple idea to appoint judges who will judge the people? And only Yisrael, who was Kehen Midian, he only came to the Midbar to join Klal Yisrael for some short while. Only he was able to understand that and see that through that Moshe Rabbeinu should appoint judges. So the Rebbe says in the brackets a, a simple uh, concept that is brought down uh, brought down in Svarim. People say People out there say It's a Yiddish saying that a guest who comes just for a short while he sees a mile ahead, meaning that sometimes 
a guest who comes only for a moment sees in a distance for one mile. Sometimes we know people who are in a situation, they don't always see the big picture and they might not realize and someone else from the outside comes, he's just there for a short while, and he realizes, hey, you got to fix that, and, you know, things uh, aren't the way they should be. But, you know, that, that's a nice uh, saying in Yiddish. However, to say about Moshe Rabbeinu such a thing, from the moment that he was born, he was already chosen by Hashem to be the shepherd of the Jewish people. And he already was actually a shepherd for the Eden for quite some time. Although this is still in the beginning after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, uh, in the first year after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, but nevertheless, Moshe um, Rabbeinu already took care of the Jewish people for some, for quite some time before they left Mitzrayim as well. Um, as we find in, um, in, in the footnote five that I will bring from uh, uh, Medrash, uh, where it says, Vayigdal Hanar, that Moshe Rabbeinu grew up, and he went out to see what's going on with the Jewish people, meaning he was already a Reye Yisrael many, many years before. And such an individual like Moshe Rabbein, who was chosen by Kaddish Baruch to be a Rei Yisro, and who already was a Rei Yisro for so many years, he should oversee, overlook something so basic and only figure that out when Yisrei alerts him and makes him aware of it. So this is a question that, as you see in the footnote two with the star, where it says, numerous Mepharshim actually raised this question. How come Moshe Rabbeinu didn't think of it on his own? Now, the Rebbe is not answering this question um, in, in the simple way. The Rebbe is going to say now that actually Moshe Rabbeinu didn't see it because Moshe Rabbeinu was of the opinion that it isn't needed, that he should really be the one who should deal with all aspects of judging Klali Yisrael. Let's read that inside. From the very fact that Moshe Rabbeinu did not suggest it and did not come up with it on his own, we understand Shabbeinu Moshe in the eyes of Moshe from his perspective, and from the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, that is actually the truth. He himself, from his perspective, and from the Madrega of Moshe Rabbeinu, this is really accurate, that Moshe Rabbeinu can, and therefore should, be the one who, on his own, judges the people. Both big things, but also minor. 
and it wouldn't have harmed not him and not the Jewish people. Not only wouldn't harm them, everyone will be just okay. Everyone will be fine and be able to live in peace. The people, everybody will be just okay like that. Another proof that according to Torah, not only Moshe's perspective, he thought that that's how it should be. The Torah perspective is such that really Moshe should be the one to judge the people. And because that is the Torah perspective, that is the truth of Pitera, that in itself will protect Moshe from becoming worn out. How do we know that that's the Torah perspective? Another proof, we can learn this out from a Maimar Chazal, the Ashi brings it, it's from the Mechilte and Medrash, where it says, Moshe, the Chazal tell us that the name Yeser or Yisrael, we know that Yisrael had seven different names, and there is Yeser, there is Yisrael, but um, one of these definitely is, why is he called that way? He's called Yisrael. He, he brought in an extra Parsha into the Torah, and that's the Parsha of the that you will see and appoint judges. This Pasha that Yisrael told Moshe Rabbeinu. And because he brought in an extra Pasha into the Torah, that's why he is called Yisrael. Now, the word Yitr Pasha Achas means he brought in an extra Pasha which wouldn't have been there if not for Yisrael saying it which is different than in other instances. Let's read that inside. The wording that Chazal employed here in this story, that he brought in an extra Pasha into the Torah. They did not use here the terminology that he merited that this Pasha was written through him into the Torah. In his chus. That's not what it says. We find such wording in other cases. We find, for example, when the daughters of Tzlovchot came to ask for land, people who wanted to bring the Karm Pesach, but they were Tamil and Efshadam, so there was a Pasha of Pesach Sheni. So in those cases, Hazal tell us that these people, the daughters of Tzlovchot and these people who couldn't bring a Karm Pesach, these people merited that in their schus, this pasha was then written in the Torah, which means mashma. The, the, in, in, the fact that here it doesn't say that, but it says yiter pasha that he brought in an extra pasha is mashma. It's not just that Yisrael was the one through whom this passion was revealed. Elo Yisrael Mizu, rather more than that, Yisrael Chidush 
וגודם כביכול ישראל מסוף בתירו. ישראל actually was מחדש and caused, so to speak, an addition into Tera, an amendment, a, a, a new addition in Tera that wouldn't have been there. Al Yodani noise for Betera, Pasha's Vata Texa. This Pasha was added on to the Tera. The other Pasha is Hakush Bokh all along had planned that there should be a Pesasheni and that if there is no son, the Nachla should go to the daughters. It's just that these Yidin had this chus that through them asking that it was then revealed, but it was there all along. It wasn't an addition to Torah. Here Chazal make the point that Yisrael is called Yisrael because he brought in Yiter Pasha Achaz. He added on a new Pasha to the Torah, which wouldn't have been there. So that means, Mimele movement, what do we understand from that? Before Yisrael brought about this addition into the Torah, from the Torah approach, from the Torah perspective, that order of that there should be many, many judges didn't exist from the Torah perspective. It was intended from the Torah that Moshe should be the one to judge the Yidin in anything, the big thing and the small things. And that itself is also the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu, his entire being, is Torah, Noah came by Yisrael. That's why he acted in that way. So then we have a different question. If that is how it's meant to be from the Torah perspective and therefore from Moshe's perspective, so what's changed? If, even if Moshe would be the one to do this, he will not get worn out and he'll be able to withstand that burden. So what happened now? Why did the concern that Yisrael raised suddenly become valid? Why suddenly should we be concerned that it will wear out Moshe? And that it's too difficult. Why didn't Moshe just say, no, no, that there is no such concern. Torah doesn't have such a concern. I don't have such a concern. Suddenly, he said, you know what? There might be room for that concern. And the Atotechse was indeed added to the Torah. What happened? First of all, when did this all happen? This happened after the second set of luchas was given. Moshe Abenu brought it down. And Yom Kippur. Matan Torah. 
Sadibris were said on Har Sinai on Vav Sivan. Then Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the mountain to receive the Luchais. But on Shivasa Thomas, the Eden made an eagle. And Moshe Rabbeinu came down from the mountain with the Luchais, broke the Luchais, and then he davened for 40 days that Hashem should be Meichel the Eden. And then another 40 days, Moshe Rabbeinu got the second set of Luchais and all the additional parts of Torah. And then Yom Kippur was Salah Tekidorecha. And then, after that, Yisrael came with his Taina to Moshe Rabbeinu. So this Indian about the Taina of Yisrael, Shemoshe Omer Bedaitis Atzmei, Moshe estimated himself and the Eden, not the way Yisrael looked at it. Kanal she'ein hem yecholim ve'enom tzichim lishoft ala the Moshe atzmei ve'lilmed mipiv ki imes mishpat hadavar agadol. Yisrael looked at it that the Yidden ought to only learn from Moshe the big stuff. Ve'schukel likim v'teiroisav and the actual chukim hatayra and the mitzvahs. Moshe is the one who has to teach the mitzvahs to the Yidden. Harei hu bedoimet this whole concept is similar we actually find already precedence to such a scenario beforehand. Right after that, Hashem was revealed on by Sinai, and Hashem told the Yidin so right then the Yidin told Meish Rabbeinu Something that Moshe Rabbeinu also didn't think that that's how it ought to be. The Eden complained to Moshe Rabbeinu that they are not able to um, deal uh, to hear Hashem's voice more. We can't handle that. It's too much for us. So they asked Moshe, please, you speak to us. It's, it's, it's too much for us to handle, to hear Hashem himself. What, did Moshe's, what was Moshe's initial uh, response to that? Kepirush Rashi, Rashi over there says, Ve'asher ve'at loshen maknekeva mashmoi Moshe said to the Eden, you have weakened me like a female. Which means you, you, you cause me to become weakened. Your request to hear from me and not from Hashem, Moshe felt like let down by it. I was pained on your behalf, and you weakened my hands. Isn't it much better that you should learn direct from Hashem and not from me? Let's let's analyze this episode. The way Moshe looked at it, Moshe's estimation was the Yidden ought to learn Torah. Directly from Hashem. 
Moshe thought, you are able to do that. And nevertheless, Hashem accepted the Yidin's complaint. Hashem told Moshe, what they said is okay. It makes sense. Just like in this case, in our Pasha, also here, Moshe Benu thought otherwise, but Hashem told Moshe, Yisrael had a point, has a point. Listen to him. And, and Hashem agreed to it, and it, it became a passion in the Torah. You got to appoint judges. So these two episodes really resemble each other. In both of these cases, Moshe Rabbeinu estimated one thing, and Hashem told Moshe, you know what? Yidin are right. You know what? Yisrael is right. So also in the story where the Yidin had told Hashem to Moshe, we can't hear from Hashem, we want to hear from you. You can ask here the same question. The difference between the level of the Jewish people, the way Moshe Rabbeinu thought and estimated them to be, that they could learn direct from Hashem. And to the reality on the ground, apparently, that they needed to learn from Moshe, not direct from Hashem. These are, this is not just a, a little difference. There is a major difference. Moshe thought they are able to learn direct from Hashem. And apparently, they were not able to. Hashem agreed with them. So they're not on that level. How do we know that they really weren't? Because Moshe Rabbeinu said, when I heard that, you weakened me like a woman. You made me weak. Meaning Moshe Rabbeinu suddenly realized that he overestimated them. He thought them to be greater than they really are. So he that that caused him a certain weakened spirit. How is that possible? The faithful shepherd, the one who sustained the Eden Begashmis and Beruchnis. Like even Nochin. He 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 didn't get it correctly. He made such a mistake, and to such an extent, not just he made, okay, he made a mistake. He made a mistake, such a serious mistake. He didn't know his flock. He didn't know his people. How can we say that about Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the first Rebbe of Kal Yisrael, the first real Rebbe of Kal Yisrael? How can we understand this? <coughs> One of the explanations that we can say is as follows. God forbid. We can't say that Moshe Rabbeinu um, made a mistake in the way he 
uh, estimated Klal Yisrael. Ela kavon bozehi, rather, what it means is like this. While is looking at a Jew or at the Jewish people collectively, when the Yidin are in the presence of Moshe, in Moshe's presence, they actually are on a higher level. When they are in the presence of Moshe, they are actually able to learn Torah from Hashem direct. Because when they are in the presence of Moshe, Moshe uplifts them to his level. Just by being in front of Moshe, by being in his presence, they are on a higher level. They come close to Moshe Rabbeinu's level. Moshe Rabbeinu affects them that they should come to his level. And therefore, just like Moshe learned Torah from Hashem, so he can have this effect on them that they should also be able to learn Torah from Hashem. So the Eden tainted like this. The fact that they are able to learn Torah direct from Hashem. That's only because Moshe uplifts them to his level. They said, we would like to have Torah. We want to grasp Torah on our levels, not only when we are uplifted to a higher level, in their personal, individual abilities, in the situation that they find themselves on their own, not when they are being uplifted to a higher level, but that's not their doing. They, in their own level are not on that level. So when they go home and they're not in the presence of Moshe, or as we're going to see later in the Sikha, after Moshe's passing, we're not going to be on that level. And what's then? Then we're going to lose it all. We need to be able to have Torah internalized on our darge, on the level that we can relate to it. So Hashem said, that concern, that point that they're making is an accurate one. He didn't argue that what Moshe thought that they can hear direct from Hashem while in his presence is indeed so, and it is so. But still, there is also that other point that when not in Moshe's presence, they're not able to do so, and that means that that is something that will be superimposed on them. It's not going to be them on their level. Hashem agreed to their concern because that's the only way that Torah will be internalized and absorbed on their level in an internalized manner. (laughs) 
And that actually explains also this interesting terminology that we find here. The Moshe said, you weakened me like in a cave, you made me weak like a woman. This is not just an expression of Moshe being pained. Like it says of there also that I was pained over your situation. Rather, what is this terminology stresses a point of weakening. You made my hands weak. What, what does that mean that Moshe's Koyach was weakened? Why was Moshe's Koyach weakened? Their Koyach apparently was weaker than he thought, but why does that, why does that make Moshe Rabbein weak? The explanation is like this. In order for Moshe Rabbein how can Moshe Rabbeinu teach them Torah the way they want? In a manner of you to speak to us. For that, Moshe had to lower himself from his normal Madrega. Because when Moshe's Rabbeinu's Madrega shines with its entire might and revelation, then Moshe Rabbeinu again uplifts them to his level. In that presence, in the strong gilu of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Yidden become uplifted. And on that level, the Yidden are not supposed to learn from Moshe, they're supposed to learn from Hashem direct. So first, Moshe's Koyach had to be weakened like in a cave. He, he couldn't be in his full power. Moshe's Darge has to be weakened. And once he is on this lower state, himself, then he will be able to be an intermediary between giving over the Dvar Hashem to the Bnei Yisrael on their level, on their matzav. Kasher when the time arrived that Moshe has to teach after he had received the Torah from Hashem direct on Sinai, and after him receiving the second set of Luchas So Meish Rabbeinu thought the Yidin ought to hear all parts of Torah, everything straight, direct from him. Considering that Moshe was the one who learned it direct from Hashem, so no one but him, but Moshe, has the ability 
to give over Torah with that same oil, the same light as, as he received it from Hashem. Because only he received it from Hashem like that. So if he would tell it to someone else and that someone else will teach it to the Bnei Yisrael, it will lose that original oil. It's like a klisheni. It's not going to have the full koyach. The Yisraelim is more than that. The Yosei, Misha Olaf Nemar, Onoichi Oymed Ben Hashem Ubenechem, Lahagi Lochem Esra Hashem. Him being the one about whom it says in Sefer Dvarim that I stand between Hashem and you to tell you the Dvar Hashem. Ubifrach Shchinu Medabel Mitechrenishal Meisha. And as we find that it says that the Shchinu spoke through the throat of Meisha Rabbeinu. So by the Eden hearing it from Moshe, so in some way, this is also considered like them hearing it from Hashem direct. And this is actually if you look carefully at the wording in Moshe's response to what Yisrael said, why are you judging yourself, the people? What did Moshe Rabbeinu tell him? The people come to me not to seek guidance, not to seek they're seeking that's why they come to me. Kepirush Rashi, as Rashi says, they come to me to learn Torah from Hashem. In other words, what Moshe is telling Israel, you don't understand. They have to come to me because they need to learn Torah from Hashem. And the only way they can learn Torah from Hashem is by coming to me. They can't go to anybody else. They're not going to have that same element, like when they come to me. More than that. Due to the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu uplifts the Yidin to his level, so therefore, their Kabbalah's Torah from Moshe will be on par similar to his being Mechabal Teirah from Hashem. Ubeloshen Achsidis. In the wording of Achsidis, as it says in my mother Achsidis, they use the term, Dargas Moshe Hirei'io. Moshe's level is vision. Hu kibos ha-Teirah mipiagura ba'ifun shal re'iyo. Hashem gave him the Teirah in a manner of re'iyo. There's a difference between re'iyo and shmiyo. You see something, so you look at something, you see the entire thing with all its parts and all its details. In one instance, uh, let's say you look even the Gashmis, you, you, you look at a car. So you see the whole car with the, the motor, the trunk, the windows, the doors. In, in, in an instant, you see the whole car with everything. But if you want to describe the car, so you have to tell. It's a car that has four doors and it has 
tinted windows and it has a trunk like this and a hood like this. You have to get into the details. It takes time to describe it. But seeing it takes an instant. In Chassidus, they bring a, the Maimar Chassidus bring a, an example that the, uh, Ariza, one time when he was sleeping for a short time, and he saw Seydis HaTayra were revealed to him, and he said it would take him 60 or 80 years to teach those secrets, because Beriyah, he saw it instantly, but to explain it, it will take 70 years, uh, 60 or 80 years, uh, a very long time. It says, Mashiach will come, he'll teach Klal Yisrael Teira in Aifn of Re'iyah. Moshe Rabbeinu had Re'iyah. Velochein, and therefore, Benoisaf lekach, she'ein odei mekabolas dova mimisha ro'oi ba'atzmei, lekabolas dova mimisha rakshoma, he said. Besides for the difference between getting something from someone who saw it versus someone who only heard it, like Chazal say, you can't compare seeing to hearing. Besides for that, when Moshe Rabbeinu uplifts the Yidin, he brings them to a stage Moshe is able to bring them to a state that their learning Torah from Moshe should also be in a way of Re'iyah. And for that reason, due to the fact that they get the Torah on such a high level from Moshe, so it is only Moshe who can and therefore has to, ought to teach Torah to the Yidden. And also to judge them in all their aspects. And he will be able to handle that and they will be able to handle that. So now what is Yisrael's new insight over here? There's a chiddush that Yisrael brings about. Yisrael higia me'artzei. Yisrael came from his land. Hoyok geir v'chulu. Converted. Valkein huroetz Yisrael b'yeisom. Loi b'matzav zeh shemei shemerei memeis v'ndal gosei. Elo b'matzav v'mitzad atzma. Due to the fact that Yisrael came now from his land, converted, he was able to see the Yidden, how they are on their own. He saw them in a different light. He was able to still see how the Yidden are not in Moshe's presence, so to speak. And therefore he said, He said it cannot be only through Moshe. When it comes to learning Torah, Yesh Mokim Leima, that the very fact that they're coming to learn the, the laws of the Torah and how to behave, the very fact that they're coming to learn, that already has an effect on them. And that in itself 
can uplift the Yidin to the level of Moshe, to learn in the style of Moshe. So therefore you, Moshe, you, can, you should still be the one to teach them the actual mitzvahs at the Continue this way. When it comes to mitzvahs, yeah, you should be the one to teach them because they are the ones who are coming to learn the mitzvahs from you. That means that they are on their own already getting uplifted to a higher level. But when it comes to a dintaira, they come to you for judgment. What is it about? Benegale is kehem. It's not about finding out what does Hashem say? How do we have to behave in our daily lives? What are the mitzvahs? What are the dinim of Shabbos and so on? No, they're coming to talk to you about something that's happening in their life. An argument between two neighbors, a business deal or something like that. That's iskehem. That's dear stuff. The Afli Yashiv is divrerivusom. And they're having fights. And you need to somehow figure that out. So Yisrael said, when they're busy with that kind of stuff, they're not in your world. They're in their world. So in that state, when they are concerned about their nitty-gritty stuff, they're not in the state of being uplifted to learn the mishpat on Moshe Rabbeinu's level. But what was the situation? But what was going on was that the people would come to Moshe and then being in the presence of Moshe, Moshe would sort of pull them out from their little stuff that they were in. Even a child who learns Chumash can appreciate when he is in the room with his teacher, it differs from when he is alone and is busy with his thing. So therefore, at that point, they we're able to learn the Mishpat on the level of Moshe. Simply put, yeah, two guys in Klalisro having an argument about something, some business thing that they made a, a deal and what, they're having a fight about it. So they're standing in the machana near their tents and they're fighting and they're screaming at each other and arguing. And then they say, let's go to Moshe Rabbeinu. And they're going to Moshe Rabbeinu's tent, Oyel Moshe, where Moshe Rabbeinu would judge the people. And the whole way they continue to argue and to find, to fight about it. And they're calling each other's names. And then they come, comes their turn. You can go in. Now Moshe Rabbeinu is going to judge you. In the front of Moshe Rabbeinu, suddenly they're starting to behave very different than the way they just behaved a minute ago outside. And this is, like the Rebbe says, even a Ben Mikro can appreciate that difference. But it's, Beruchni is, it's much, much deeper. 
when they stood in front of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu uplifted them to a much higher level. So, yes, there was still something that needed to be judged, but now it became purely a, an argument where we just need to find out what does Torah say about a scenario like that. There was no more personal ill feelings about the situation because neither side thought about their ego and about their personal stake in the game. So therefore, they were able to learn now Torah even in those things on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. Nevertheless, Hashem still agreed with the Eitz of Yisrael. Why? If it could have worked out that even the Mishpat, the Yidin can become uplifted and get the judgment on the Dark of Moshe. So why do we need to accept the time of Yisrael? Explains the Rebbe. We needed to think long term. What will be the situation after the Eden will enter Israel? And it says later on in Chumash about that situation that Moshe Rabbeinu will pass on. And at that point, the Yidin will go astray. So we need to be concerned. What's going to be in a situation when the Yidin will not learn Torah from Moshe and they will not become uplifted through him? We have to ensure that even then Torah should still be the guiding light for their life. Because Torah is Hashem's word at all times, eternally. Through the leaders of the thousands of the multitudes of Palestro. So Torah for all times will need to be that guiding light taught by the Rabbonim and the Shaftim and so on to the people. But if it can only work in the format of Moshe Rabbeinu, who got it direct from Mipiagura, and then when the Yidna is in front of him, they become uplifted to Moshe Rabbeinu's dagger. If it can only work in that format, what would have happened after Moshe would pass away? That's it. Teira, life would stop because there's no more Moshe. That cannot be. So we had to ensure the continuity of Torah being the guiding light for Yidin for all generations to come. That process had to begin still in the time of Meshe So now we can appreciate, why didn't Meshe Rabbeinu think about it? We asked in the beginning of the Sikha. Meshe Rabbeinu thought, I have to live, I have to do the original way, the way it's supposed to be in my lifetime. What's going to happen after my lifetime? Let that be worked out at that time. In addition, the Sheinian says such a thing, 
ישנה סדר הנגוסצי, כדי להבטיח זמתת לשחריס על כוסי, that a shepherd of the Jewish people should change his hanhog to ensure about how things will run after his passing, really that is, that is a chidush. In his lifetime, it should be the way it's meant to be in his lifetime. That the Raya should still think how to change things because he thinks ahead after his own lifetime. That, that, you know, that, that's a chidush, that's something novel. But besides for that, it's not only that that in itself is a novelty, it wasn't meant to be that way. In the a different situation wasn't on the table. If the Eden wouldn't have sinned, the original plan was that Moshe should be the one to bring the Eden into Israel. And then that would have been the complete Geula. There would never have been any other Golas afterwards. And in the state of Geula, the type of learning that he didn't have, it will always be a, a type of Re'iyah. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't think that it's become necessary. But the Peil Hashem told Moshe, no, Israel is right. And basically, there will be a time where you will not be here. And we have to already start the process of setting up the system, how it will be also after your passing. But who had to be the one to do it? Moshe. This job, this work also had to be done through Moshe. All parts of Torah. Even those things that will only be relevant in future generations, it has to happen through Moshe. Whatever in the future a Talmud will say a chidush in Torah had to be given already to Moshe. Even when a Talmud will come up with a novel, new chidush, a new thing. In other words, this is a chidush that a studious Talmud will come up with. But really, it was given already to Moshe. Why does it have to be that way? If this is something that the Talmud on his own just thought of, how can that become part of the general category of Moshe's Torah? It can only be that if it comes through Moshe. And then it can be considered part of Dvar Hashem. Rashi says, you will see, what do you mean you will see? To make judges? Says Rashi, you will see with your Ruach HaKadosh. 
Yisra tells Moshe Rabbeinu that this is something that with Yeruach HaKedosh, Al Moshe Lifcher Velemanes Beruach HaKedosh Eloi, as Tzore Alopim. Moshe has to be the one to appoint the judges with his Ruach HaKedosh, with Moshe's Ruach HaKedosh. This has to come about through Moshe. Asher Yishpuz Yisraelim, the Tzore Alopim that will judge the people. Val Deze Muftach Lachol Adeirus, Shemishpat Yisrael, Al Dechoch Mi Yisrael, and by Starting the process, Moshe starting the process, that will ensure that for all future generations, the Mishpat Yisroel, through the Chachme Yisroel, which are Smuchim Ishmi Piish and Moshe who have Smiche from one and, and from the one before and from the one before until Moshe Rabbeinu, based on the Psak Din that they come up with their. Uh, intellectual logic had a all that will be considered halacha this is teira teira paskins that the din should be such and such and this is also why it says not you will see in the usual term but it says if Moshe Rabbeinu would use the higher term for vision, Re'iyo, which is Darga's Moshe Be'milua, the full strength of Moshe's Darga, Ubetokfa, and with his might, on that level, there's no need for any of these judges. On that state, everything happens in a revealed manner. And then Moshe Rabbeinu judges everyone as all the people and in, in all their union. Moshe goes down from his level. Like we said before, that you made me weak. So instead of Re'iyo, Moshe Rabbeinu now only has Terze. What is Terze? The, the term Terze, comes from, that's the translation in Targum of Re'iyo. So Targum means always, it's a lower level. The Lashon is the original word, that, that's the stronger version of it. And the Targum is only a translation. It's already a word from a language of the world. As Chassidus refers to it, that it's the backside of the Re'iyo. The Re'iyo is the front and the Terze is the back, which is a concealed level. So when Moshe Rabbeinu lowers his vision to that level, then Moshe can see the Eden as they are on their own. And on that level, Moshe sees the need to appoint judges. That's why the Pash is called on Yisrael's name, because he added on this additional passion to the Torah, 
Moshe, from his level, the system is different. This is all from Yisrael. Also, Torah on its own doesn't have it. What is Torah? Torah is a revelation of Hashem's wisdom. Which becomes revealed through Moshe. From that level, there is really a different system in place. But Yisrael caused this additional Indian in that also the Vatotechze behavior becomes a Torah system, and that is actually the system that will then last for generations to come. Siftes. But if we understand it in this manner, so then what comes out? So this whole story is really the sad reality of a Yerida. This means that we're not, it's not the ideal. It's a lower level system. That unfortunately, there are such Yidin who need someone in between them and Moshe. Just like the Eden collectively needed someone, and that is Moshe, to be between them and, and, and Hashem, which is somewhat a Yerida. But when we look at it from an inner dimension, it's actually a greater thing. When we're getting busy and we work, we toil on uplifting a yid who is on the lowest level, through that we can draw down from the highest levels. Just like the Friedrich Rebbe says, the Maimar of Basilegani and the Hemshech Hamaimorim at length. For the sake of the Muhammad that we have in this world, that the most precious treasures are being spent for the war effort. Until the war, these treasures were not even seen by anyone. And suddenly, these treasures are not only seen, they're being used and spent and given to the simple foot soldiers who come down. So that's what the, the Basilegani explains. And the Rebbe in his memoir, based on the Basilegani, the original Basilegani of the Friedrich Rebbe, elaborates even more how Akosh grants us such powers that are essential keiches from Akosh are given to us to go down to this world where there is an Bahamis and there is that struggle and there is that fight to be able to do the war. 
The ikram chuvim bebizbus ha'itzresush. And what is the main purpose? She'agiu leirak lepikida ha'ayi. These treasures are not just given to the generals and the big guys. They give that money and, and those treasures to the regular soldiers. Those who actually do the war. And after through that, going down to the lowest levels, we fulfill the desire that Hashem had to make this world into a dwelling place for Him. In this low world, there is no lower place. When will this thing, this dira, be in its complete state and perfect state and in a revealed manner? Mashiach will come soon in our days.